0: game week 21 final decisions time we are just a few hours away from the game week 21 deadline and there is more chaos this week than i think i've ever seen in fpl with salah and son leaving and of course the injuries that we've spoken about enough this week but today i'm going to take you through those final decisions what i plan on doing with my team and what i think you should do with your teams as well What is up everyone, FPL Harry here. Welcome back to another video. And it's something new on the channel. It's something I've been wanting to do for a while. And finally, now that I've got a little bit more times on my hand doing this as my full-time job, I'm gonna start implementing this video. On a Friday, I'm gonna start covering a few of the final hot topics, hopefully something closer to the deadline, which has a little bit more information in terms of injuries and updates and everything like that. So if you do enjoy the video, Make sure to like, leave any feedback as well. This is the first one. Let me know anything else that you might want to see in it or anything that you don't necessarily think is needed. Let me know in the comment section down below. But the first thing we're going to do every week is have a look at some injury updates. The three players that I think I'm being asked about injury updates for are Burnley and Charlie Taylor in particular, some of you relying on him as your chief defender, Trent Alexander-Arnold and Jared Bowen. So the Burnley press conference was on Thursday and basically... Vincent Kompany got asked about injury news for the likes of Bayer, Foster and Charlie Taylor and he straight out said I've been told not to tell you anything presumably because of how big a game it is on Friday evening at home to Luton which is a massive relegation six pointer. So we have absolutely no idea if you've got Bayer or if you've got Charlie Taylor and you're relying on them for starts we don't know if they're going to be available to be honest if I if my personal opinion if they were going to be available he would say that they're back because that would be a good thing for Burnley and it might impact you know Luton's mentality a little bit maybe I'm wrong there there is a chance we get a little bit of early team news on the deadline stream later on Friday about whether they're going to start or not but I wouldn't hold your breath, we rarely get that for Burnley. So if Charlie Taylor is your 11th man, I wouldn't be relying on him for a start this week. Next up is Trent Alexander-Arnold and there continues to be mixed reports on how long we expect Trent to be out for. It is almost certain that he's going to miss the Bournemouth away game, but it actually looks like he might be back for their fixture in game week 22, which is two and a half weeks from now. So although he's ruled out for a few weeks because of how spaced out the weeks are, it does look like Trent Alexander-Arnold might be back for that Chelsea fixture, if not Arsenal, in game week 23. So if you have Trent Alexander-Arnold, I would advise keeping him and putting him on your bench this week so you can potentially get him back in your starting eleven. A week later. And the final one is Jared Bowen. Now Bowen again has very mixed reports. To be honest the timeline seems very similar to what we have with Trent Alexander-Arnold where he might well be back by game week 23. He might be back in game week 23 we don't know but it's unlikely that he's ruled out for much more time than that however the issue with Bowen is not just his injury it's also the injury to Lucas Paqueta at West Ham as well and Kudus being away at the African Cup of Nations that means even if Bowen is fit I do not necessarily think he's a reliable option and the creativity in that West Ham team is definitely going to go down now if you have the luxury of benching Bowen this week, then absolutely fine. I know if you brought him in this week, it's a difficult pill to swallow because you brought him in and you might have to sell him in the same week, but I'd rather sell Bowen than Trent this week. And I don't think it's necessarily that big an issue selling Bowen again, just because of those other injuries. Even when Bowen is back, I worry about what West Ham will look going forward. Now, the next one is on Mo Salah and son how long they're expected to be out for at the African Cup of Nations, and the Asia Cup. So to start with Son, South Korea and Son are one of the favorites of that tournament and are expected to be in good form with the likes of Son, Hwang Hee-chan going into that tournament. Yes, their run to the final may change a little bit, but they are expected probably to reach the final and may even win the tournament. This means they're likely to be back. Maybe in game week 25 is our estimate of when he's likely to be back. Plus, they're likely to have a blank game week in game week 26, when Chelsea Spurs would be a blank if Chelsea do reach the final of the Carabao Cup. So, I although Son has got value in, I do think Son is a much easier sell than Salah. Salah is predicted to be knocked out of the African Cup of Nations considerably before Son is. Egypt are, yes, a good side, but they are predicted to play Morocco in the quarterfinals of that tournament. And Morocco, of course, we know how well they did in the World Cup just 12 months ago plus Salah is likely to have a double game week in game week 25 if they reach the final of the Carabao cup as well so Salah is expected to be back sooner is also likely to be more needed sooner because of a doubling game week 25 so if you can hold on to Salah I think it's worth it whereas Son for me is an easy sell. And then moving on to Manchester City, just to quickly cover off, I'm sure you're all wondering about Haaland in particular, but also Kevin De Bruyne. If you brought in Kevin De Bruyne this week or you're looking to, I would be worried about his minutes, particularly this Newcastle game. You can see the quote that we've got here from Kevin De Bruyne himself, where he says he's not expecting to play that many minutes at the moment. He's not expecting to start and he expects to be back on the bench for Newcastle. This is a boost if you're buying Phil Foden. It's a boost if you own Julian Alvarez as well. On top of that, Erling Haaland. Erling Haaland is yellow flagged still he is still a doubt he's been sort of partially training for manchester city over the past couple of weeks but we just don't know whether he's going to be available to start or not so if you own alvarez i definitely wouldn't be selling him unless pep comes out in his press conference which is on friday and guarantees that he's going to start then maybe we consider it But even then, because of the De Bruyne news, it looks like Alvarez is pretty guaranteed to start that game anyway. So with the amount of other issues we've got, I think the majority of us, including myself, are likely to wait until game week 22 to buy Erling Haaland back when he has Burnley at home. So De Bruyne, I wouldn't go buying and Haaland, I wouldn't go buying either this week. Now, if you are looking for players, here's my top five players to buy across all positions. Not massively going to go through goalkeepers, because goalkeepers can depend on who your other goalkeeper is. For me, Ariola and Debravka is still the best duo of goalkeepers to own. I also like Leno, Neto at Bournemouth, we might get a double game week at some point. Edison does have some okay fixtures coming up, but I'm not... Necessarily sure because, for example, Ariola and Debravka rotate really well. So if you have Debravka, buying Ariola is a good buy. But if you don't have Debravka and you have a cheaper option, then maybe you need a goalkeeper to play every single week. So maybe buying Edison is better. Moving into defense, as remains my number one pick, Alfie Dalta, Luton. The fixes are nice. Likely to double is in there. Conza, now Aston Villa's fixtures are really nice. Pal Torres, we're still unsure about his availability. We don't know how long Luca Dean's going to be out. So Conza feels like the safest buy. Pedro Porro is next, he's lower down the list based off the fixture this week, as is Kyle Walker. Kyle Walker I really like, if he didn't have Newcastle this week, he'll likely be higher on the list going into game week 22. Likely to double at some point, has a good fixture in the blank game week in game week 26, away at Bournemouth as well. Moving into midfield, this is probably the one that people have most of an eye on. Palmer is first and Saka is second. Now, I know a lot of us already own those two, but they are definitely the top two. Further down, three, I do love Phil Foden. And with the quotes from Kevin De Bruyne, we are likely to see Phil Foden continue playing that central attacking midfield role that he's been so effective in that Manchester City team over the past few weeks. Actually, next below him, I'm going with Pascal Gross. The fixtures are so good for Brighton, likely, of course, to play in a lot of the blank game weeks. No double coming up but he is reliable, he's on set pieces and he's cheaper than the likes of Richarlison, he's cheaper than the likes of Foden so it allows you to do a lot more with your team if you go to Gross over some of these. Now that being said my number 5 pick is Richarlison, I prefer him over the likes of Luis Diaz and I prefer him over the likes of Diego Jota as well just because Liverpool rotation in that front line when Salah comes back as well is a bit of a nightmare and Richarlison's data as we spoke about earlier in the week is very very nice. Moving up front, my top five. So Watkins, most of us own his top. Second is Darwin. Now, I am going to put Darwin second because I really like him for this week. And even when Salah comes back, I do feel like he has nailed down that Liverpool spot up front. Now, a lot of you are not making moves up front because we're waiting for Haaland to be back. But I do still quite like Darwin as an option. Solanke is next. The reason Solanke is lower down is because Darwin is expected to have a doubling game with 25 whereas Solanke is not he just has regular game weeks and some of the fixtures are not as great as we'd want particularly in and around game week 25 and game week 26 as well number four is Ivan Tony and for this week alone I absolutely love him but the fixtures after this week are not that great and he is 7.9 million so it is a bit of a stretch to maybe fit him in which stops him going further up the list but I do think and expect him to hit the ground running again in his return to the Premier League and number five I've got Jal Pedro Wolves at home this week a really nice run of fixtures my only concern is when Matoma and Adingra do return in about game week 25 or so from their international tournament is how secure his minutes are but between now and then I think he could be one of the highest scoring forwards in the game it just might give you a bit of an issue further down the line and a couple of the other more spoken about questions this week when I posed it to you on YouTube first of all is this a good week to free hit Absolutely no. Some of you may be looking at five, six flags in your team. However, a free hit is only useful when you have flags and have issues in your team that won't be there next week. We don't know whether Trent and Bowen are going to be issues next week. If you play your free hit now and Bowen and Trent are still out in game week 23, you still own Son and Salah, you will be in as bad a situation next week as you are now. If you really, really are in a difficult situation, we have so many flags, then wildcard is better. But as I say in the bottom point, I'd rather take a minus eight. I'd actually almost take a minus 12 this week rather than wildcarding. Now, some of you might disagree with that, but the wildcard is so useful with the blanks and doubles we have later on in the season, that if you wildcard now, you're almost guaranteed to take a minus eight, a minus 12 and hits further down the line. And we have so little information about doubles and blanks at the moment. If you are set on wildcarding soon, I please urge you to delay it and play it in game week 22 when we'll know much more about the doubles and blanks than we do now. But again, I don't think it is a good time to wildcard. And finally, it is my captaincy ranking. And you might be surprised, but Ivan Tony is my favorite captain this week. Now, not many of you will own him. So the rest of the list is what's really important. But if you could get to Ivan Tony on a free hit, for example, or you're on wildcard and want a striker for one week before you go to Haaland, then Ivan Tony would be that. Saka is second, Cole Palm is third. Just that Chelsea performance midweek, plus seeing that Arsenal team away on their summer break, enjoying the weather, getting fully ready to come back against that Crystal Palace team puts him above him. Now, I don't massively love other options. I've got Watkins in up four and Darwin in at five as well. Just away at Bournemouth. Liverpool looks so much better in the cup when Darwin was on the pitch. So I do think he's a decent shout for captaincy. I can't call Newcastle against... um. Manchester City enough and I can't call Manchester United against Spurs enough to put any of them in my captaincy ranking this week. Now some of you will be saying well Harry I don't care that you don't think it's a good week to wildcard I want a wildcard this week so what would a team look like? So this is what I would wildcard to. Dubravka and Ariola rotate very nicely between now and the end of the season. They're cheap. It allows you to do a lot more with the rest of your squad. Van Dijk is in there. If Trent ends up being back soon, you could either start with him or you can make the move. We've got money in the bank. There's so much money in the bank with this team. Van Dijk up to Trent. Carl Walker likely to have a double coming soon. It's either Walker or Porro. And just because of that double, I have favoured Carl Walker. And the fixtures are really nice for Manchester City to suit our soon. But with Porro, you do have Van de Ven and Romero likely to be back soon, which does boost his appeal a little bit. Purvis de Stupinand, I think, picks himself based off the fixtures and the form he's shown. Dawson is useful because... In game weeks 26 and 29, they're likely to have no blanks and they have good fixes at home to Sheffield United and Bournemouth in those weeks. So you just have to plan ahead like that. And Doughty is very attacking, likely to double as well. Into midfield, Saka, again, he's high on my captaincy ranking along with Palmer. So they're both in there. I like Grose, Richarlison and Foden. They are my top five midfielders to buy this week. And they are my five midfielders that I'm going with if you are wildcarding this week. And up front, it is Watkins, it is João Pedro, and it is Ivan Tony. If we get news that Haaland might start, just go Haaland in for Tony. You have the money in the bank to do that. Pedro is useful as a cheap option for future game weeks. You could also go Raúl Jiménez, who might be a little bit more nailed further down the line. But if you're wildcarding, I like something that looked a little bit like this. Now. Just to update you on where I am with my team, not much has changed since my game week 21 team selection video yesterday. My team is currently lining up like this. I've got two free transfers and 0.9 million in the bank. Right now, Son Foden is the plan move. Now, the only issue, the more I look at it with Son Foden is getting Haaland back next week is really difficult. I'm so short of money to get him back because I've got Trent and because I've got Trippier. Now, if I go Son to Foden, I'm almost guaranteeing that it will take a minus four for me to go and buy Haaland in next week. Now, with so many people taking hits this week or next week, it's not massively the end of the world, but I am now considering potentially, I think 75% sure that I'll still go Foden, but I am looking at Pascal Gross, who is about a million and a half cheaper than Foden and just makes that move to go and get Erling Haaland in for Alvarez next week, potentially without a minus four, just that little bit easier. So Son is going to go. It's just whether I go Foden or I go to a cheaper option like Gross, I mean, be even Garnacho, and free up more money to make my Haaland move next week easier. In terms of captaincy, again, I'm pretty certain it's going to be on Saka captain, but Palmer vice captain, of course, because he plays in the first week and I don't want to risk Saka missing out and me being left with no captain or vice captain this week. So that is all for the first draft of this video. Let me know what you think of it. Of course, we'll be back on Friday evening. Remember that game week 21 deadline has changed. There will be a deadline from Friday, 4.15 p.m. in the UK time, all the way up until the 6.15 p.m. UK time deadline. Make sure you've turned on notifications to subscribe to get a reminder when that goes live. Drop any questions you have. Final questions about your team in the comment section down below. Thank you so much for watching. Good luck in Game Week 21 if I don't see you before then. And I'll be back again very soon. Podcast Network.